0: Uh, the message that God has given me this morning for us is all about vision. So I'm going to share with you the power of prophetic vision. The power of prophetic vision. Are we up there? Can you put that on the board, please? Thank you, Shivan. Now, this is the third part of a series of teachings that I am currently doing on the webinar services called Enlarging Our Capacity of Reception. You know that we have another church on the web, and I minister to them every Sunday afternoon at five o'clock to various people who live far away in different nations different countries and different time zones and i must say um, i really am blessed to be able to reach out to so many people especially those that see themselves as part of this spiritual family and so in this series of studies that we are learning how to enlarge our capacity of reception from God in order to receive His highest and best. If you want to listen and learn concerning the other two series, part one and part two, you will have to go to the cloud and download it. So this is part three. The reason for that is that I have learned through the years according to what I read in the scriptures and also what we are experiencing as a church as a people of God that God is giving is much greater than our receiving or should I say God's generosity is so much greater than what we think or imagine and because of that we limit our ability to receive God's highest and God's best for our lives. There has never been a problem with God giving because He has already given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. God has already given But our measure of receiving from Him is limited. And there are various reasons why we limit that reception. And I'm going to teach you one of those keys this morning in order to help you develop the skill of receiving from God. I have said this a number of times, and I'm going to say it again until we all understand it. Learning how to receive from God his highest and best is a skill that is developed. Just like you develop any other skill in life. We learn and develop that skill through knowledge and practice. In other words, the more you know about God, the more you understand God's nature, God's love, God's goodness, God's grace, the better positioned you are to receive his highest and best. So knowledge here is the key. That is why we learn, you know, any any skill that you develop. How do you develop that skill? How do you develop to be a nurse? How do you develop to be a skilled school teacher? You learn. Knowledge. Amen? Knowledge and practice. The more you practice, the better at it you become. Amen? Sometimes we look at people and we have the tendency to think that, well, God is blessing them, but He's not blessing me. Why are they receiving so much and I'm not receiving anything? And the temptation to think, Is that well maybe God loves them more than he loves me that's not true the reason why they are more blessed is because they approach God with a bigger capacity to receive some folks because of the limited knowledge or because of a damaged receiver they approach God with a coffee cup and if you come to God with a coffee cup That's exactly what you're going to receive. A coffee cup measure. Others would come to God with such confidence with a barrel. Why? Because they have greater confidence. They know God more than those who come with a coffee cup and so they are able to receive more they are able to experience more of god's blessing because they have a greater depth of knowledge and understanding concerning receiving from god amen and i believe the word from isaiah chapter 54 is a now word for us as a community of believers Isaiah cries out prophetically to the church. And this is what he says. Enlarge the place of your tent. Make it bigger. Your thinking is too small. Your receiving is too small. Your imagination, your view of God is too small. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. Why? For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. You see, the prophet cries out to the church, to us today. He says, make make bigger room for God to, to work through you. To bless you. Your room is is far too small. And sometimes it's because our thinking is too small. Or our thinking is all wrong. Uh, I don't know. I'm just not worthy to receive anything. from. I'm just a poor old sinner. You know, that kind of thinking limits your ability to receive from God. The Bible says, come boldly to the throne of grace. Not of judgment, not of condemnation, not of fault finding, but to the throne of grace and obtain mercy. Come and get it and find grace in a time of need. Amen. God is open, is willing, is generous to bless, to give. And meet your need, whatever that need might be. Whether it's comfort that you need, whether it's wisdom that you need, whether it's a financial blessing that you need, whether it's a healing for your body. He's given us all things, the Bible says, that pertain to life and godliness. But the problem is us not knowing how to receive. Not understanding the principles that govern in relation to receiving from God. So, the skill of receiving, as I have mentioned to you, is developed through knowledge and practice. Peter says in Second Peter chapter 1 verse 2, a very powerful verse of scripture. He says, grace and peace be multiplied to you. How? How is grace and peace multiplied to us? Through the knowledge. Say knowledge. knowledge. We're not talking about natural knowledge. We're speaking about Revelation knowledge, spiritual knowledge. It is multiplied through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. So our ability to receive from God is multiplied when you get knowledge. I believe that knowledge is the most expensive commodity in the universe. Amen. And this is the purpose of teaching. Why do we teach the Word of God? Why do we preach the Gospel? Because teaching communicates what? Knowledge. And knowledge imparts faith to receive. The more knowledge you have about God, about His promises, about His Word, about His nature, His character, The more knowledge you have, the more faith you have. Because knowledge is the foundation of our faith. Amen? Amen. You know, the other day I was in prayer. And I heard the Spirit of God say some things to me that almost blew my mind. He said, son, if you knew. Now when God says, if you knew, that means I don't know enough how much he said I love you if you only knew how much I care for you how much I value you you will never again have a bad day in your life you will never again have a depressed day (laughs) you will never again have a blue Monday and then he said this people who stress and worry and are anxious they have not experienced The depths of my love they don't know how much i love them yes you say i know god loves me but that knowledge is is just superficial it's head knowledge it has not struck our hearts and became experiential knowledge it must become the knowledge we have in our heads must become experiential Experiential knowledge where we walk in it, where we experience it, where we feel it, where we walk in it, where we revel in it. Amen. That is why the devil fights more than anything else. Knowledge. I believe the biggest warfares, the biggest battles in the realm of the spirit are fought over wisdom and revelation knowledge amen so that's why we teach and so this morning I'm going to share with you one of the keys of learning how to develop your reception learning how to develop the skill of receiving from God and this key is called prophetic vision let's look at Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18 I'm going to read them from the King James Version as well as the Amplified Version. Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. The Amplified says, where there is no vision, no revelation of God and his word, the people are unrestrained but happy and blessed is he who keeps the law of God. One of my fervent prayers nowadays, actually since the beginning of the year, is Heavenly Father, please teach me how to receive, how to appropriate what rightfully belongs to me through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Did you know that you have an inheritance? simply because jesus died for you and for me and when he died he gave you an inheritance that inheritance needs to be appropriated needs to be received by faith so that you may experience every blessing that god has blessed you with because of christ not because of what you do because of what he did for you and for me so i pray I desire Lord to learn I desire to appropriate everything that Jesus purchased for me through his sacrifice on the cross and that should be one of your fervent prayers amen don't you want to receive every blessing that God purchased for you that's why he died his death would be in vain if we're not walking in that blessing that God has given us amen Teach me how to receive your highest and best. And as I uttered this prayer, I was going for my morning walks up in the village, in the mountain. I enjoyed those mornings where I would get up and go into the mountain and walk and pray and fellowship with God. As I uttered this prayer, the Spirit of God spoke up and said, you have to see it first before you receive it. I'm going to say that again. You have to see it first before you receive it. If you can't see it, you cannot receive it. Well, you know, when the Lord gave me these statements, the Spirit began to minister to me concerning the power of prophetic vision. Now, you know the word vision means the ability to see, right? Amen? The definition of prophetic vision, listen carefully, is the ability to see in the Spirit that which is, but it is not yet revealed or manifested in this physical world. In other words, it exists in the Spirit. But has not been revealed to our five physical senses. Now, in other words, it is seeing something in the spirit which already exists. It's there. Amen? It's already there. But it takes spiritual vision to see it. And not many have that you remember what Jesus said you have eyes and yet you do not perceive. you do not see you have ears but you're unable to hear he wasn't speaking about physical eyes and physical hearing he was speaking about spiritual perception or spiritual vision that's what we call prophetic vision another way of defining prophetic vision is the ability to see things from god's perspective this is priceless are you with me so far so when we see what god sees whether it be people or situations or relationships something happens to us The peace of God fills our hearts, and our faith rises, because you see what God sees. And you know what? God sees very differently than we do. Amen. God looks at you and He sees you so different from man from what man sees. He never sees you in the flesh with your weakness, with your faults, with your failures. God is a Spirit. So when He looks at you, He sees you in the Spirit. And He sees you young. No white hair. No wrinkles. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Handsome. Beautiful. Lovely. Strong. Empowered. That's why when he looked at Gideon, Gideon was so terrified that he, he, he was threshing wheat and he was running, hiding it because of the fear of the Amalekites. And when God looked at him, he said, Hey, great warrior, mighty man of valor. He says, who are you talking to? <laughs> you see, we got to learn to see ourselves as God sees us. And see other people as God sees them the Bible says love covers a multitude of sins what does that mean love as they say is blind to your faults does not see your weakness does not see your sin because it's been forgiven does not see your failures He sees you pure and holy and strong and righteous because you are in Christ. Hallelujah. The power of vision, prophetic vision. Amen. The Bible says that God the Father has already prepared wonderful things for those who love Him. Well, and these things that God has prepared cannot be known cannot be perceived by our natural senses we can't see them in the in the natural with these eyes the only way you can see them and know them is by the spirit look what it says here 1 corinthians chapter 2 verses 9 and 10 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. When I read these verses of Scripture, it gives me hope. It gives me courage. It stirs my faith up to discover and experience all these wonderful things that God has prepared for my life. As it is written, I, this eye has not seen, ear has not heard. Nor have entered into the heart or the mind of man. The things which God has prepared for those who love him. That's past tense. God is not going to prepare or give you any more than he has already prepared and given you already. But God. I love that. But God has revealed them to us. How? Through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Wow. You see, the Spirit of God knows your future. The Spirit of God knows these wonderful things that God has prepared for you along the way. In fact, the Bible says he has written a book for you. Before you ever lived a day, God has numbered your days and written a book concerning your life. You ever read that book? Some of us are so ignorant of what is written in that book. Why? Because we don't spend time with God. We're too plugged into the world. And we believe what the world says about our future. That's an abomination in the sight of God. You shouldn't believe what the world tells you about you, or about your future, or about your abilities, or about who you are. Don't let the world define who you are. Let God and His Word show you who you really are and what God has already prepared for you. And begin to walk in it. Awake, O church, awake. And put on strength. How do we wake when we open up our spiritual eyes to see? Wow. This is the reason the Lord has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Why? So, through the Spirit, we have been given the ability to see things which are not visible to the natural senses. You have supernatural vision. and supernatural hearing if you learn how to develop them paul writing to the corinthians says the following on this subject second corinthians chapter 4 verse 17 and 18 for our light affliction which is but for a moment listen what you might be going through right now is very temporary That's why the Bible calls it light. Some of you think it's very heavy. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm facing. No, the Bible says it's light. I choose to believe the word. Amen. I can sympathize with you and feel sorry for you. Amen. And agree with you and you stay where you are. Or I can believe God with you and for you and we get out of it. The word calls it light affliction, which is but for a moment. Is working for us. Your afflictions are at work right now in order to bring you to a place of strength and maturity and victory. Is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Now, listen to this. That only works while we look, we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are what? Temporary. But the things which are not seen are what? eternal you are an eternal spirit and you should be able to be looking at things from the eternal perspective not from the physical natural point of view now I ask the question how do we look at things which are not seen it's only one way by faith we walk by faith and not by sight amen people who walk by faith let me say this they see things other people do not see we may be looking at the same thing but we are seeing two different things why because you are looking at it from a physical perspective and i am looking at it from the eternal perspective hello we look at things which are not seen. How? By faith. People who walk by faith, they speak of things which others do not understand. Is that confusing to you? The language of faith is very different from the language of the world. Now, Let me prove it to you. Romans chapter 4 verse 17 says that people who are of the same faith as Abraham call those things which do not exist as though they did. You are speaking of things that do not exist as though they did exist. Why? Because you're able to see them in the Spirit. You have developed your spiritual senses. Lord. I know it's the Torah. I've seen them this morning too. Why? they do so because they are able to see them in the spirit they have developed that's what I'm trying to communicate and teach you this morning they have developed their spiritual senses mature people do that mature spiritually mature people let's look at this principle that work in the Bible I'll show it to you from the Bible when the Spirit said to me if you cannot see it you cannot receive it you have to see it first before you receive it and then he took me into the scripture to show me that what he said to me in my spirit was written in the scriptures amen remember Elisha requested a double portion of the spirit that was upon Elijah his spiritual father Elijah responded to Elisha's request, saying, put it up please, Siobhan, 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 7, you have asked a hard thing, a difficult thing. <coughs> Nevertheless, if you see me, when I'm taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so notice the principle again if you see me when I'm taken from you you can have what you ask for that was the condition Elisha had to keep his eyes constantly on Elijah he wouldn't take his eyes off Elijah because he could have gone any minute wherever Elijah went Elisha followed and his eyes were you know what the Bible says looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher or the perfecter of our faith how do you develop a spiritual prophetic vision by constantly looking to Jesus the Word of God Jesus is the Living Word even so with us today We have to keep our eyes, where? Not on the world or what the world says, not what the news say. Hello? Not what the doctor says, although thank God for doctors. Not what the psychic says, not what these experts of the world say. Oh, we are headed for doom and gloom. It's time to pack our things and go no 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 don't keep your eyes on them keep your eyes on the word in the word and on the word keep looking at the word keep looking at the word why so that we can see and perceive the things which God has freely given us and prepared for us amen and this includes deliverance from bad habits Healing for the body. Amen. Freedom from fear, from stress, from the anxieties that this world goes and has. Freedom from financial lack and restraints and constraints. So the ability to develop our prophetic vision comes from staying in the Word. Plug in. Oh, Pastor, I don't have time, you know. I have so much to do. So many demands on my time and on my life. Well, you cannot afford not to do it. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added to you. Jesus said to Martha, Martha, you are troubled and worried about many things, but one thing is needed, and that is time listening to the word of God amen and I have been saying it I don't know how many times and I'm gonna keep saying it until hopefully we all get it stay in the word until the word stays in you this is not something we try this is something we do this is the way we live man cannot live by bread alone But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God you feed your body I feed my body more than we should how often do we nurture and feed our spirit man hello Lord is anybody listening here this morning hello okay Let me give you another scriptural example Concerning the power of prophetic vision Let's look at Genesis chapter 13 Verse 14 and 15 Genesis 13 verse 14 and 15 And the Lord said to Abraham After Lot had departed from him Lift your eyes And look from the place where you are North, south, east, west, for all the land which you see, not which God sees, all the land, Abraham, you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. God promises Abraham to give him one. Give him one. Land one. Yes, land, but not, not, he's not going to give it to him. What did he have to do? Huh? He had to see it first. He had to lift his eyes from where he was. Some of us are walking and are looking down all the time. We are unable to lift our eyes because of the circumstances, the situations, the pain, the stress. The worry. We're looking, we're looking, but we are not. We need to lift our eyes above ourselves, our circumstances, our pains, our tests, our trials. Lift them up and see what God has given you. He says, all the land that you see, I have given to you, but you're going to have to see it first before you get it. amen the more we are able to see what belongs to us what God has prepared for us the more we are able to receive from God and that is called prophetic revelation or prophetic vision let me ask you a question can you see yourself restored prosperous can you see yourself blessed how do you see yourself can you see yourself healed and delivered from your ailments the healing is in the seeing. can you see yourself loved people who feel rejected they've never seen themselves loved Can you see yourself accepted by God? Valued, appreciated? When you see that, you don't need anyone else to approve of you, to value you. When you see yourself as valued and precious by God, nobody can devalue you. Because you have perceived and saw The love of God how God loves you and appreciates you and values you if you can see it You can have it You see the inner image we have of ourselves Must change before anything changes on the outside some people try to change things from the outside But the problem is never on the outside. It's always on the inside You need to understand that, otherwise you will be fighting the wrong things. You will be fighting your husband, your spouse, your wife, your children, the circumstances, the government. The problem is never on the outside, it's always on the inside. So we have to focus on the inside, and until that inner image on the inside changes, nothing will change on the outside. What we are experiencing most often on the outside is only a reflection of what goes on on our inside hello when our inner image is changed and conformed to the truth of god's word things will begin to change in our spheres of influence You know what? Circumstances will begin to change. Because you've changed. People that you've had problems with will begin to change when you view them differently. They will change. Without you trying. Without you trying to persuade or convince or convict people. They will change because of the way you see them. Because the way you see them will determine how you relate to them. And how you relate to them will help them change. Amen? Let me give you an example. When Jesus first saw Peter, who was as gallible as the wind, as the reed. Simon means reed. He, he, he bent wherever the wind blew. What did Jesus call him? He said, your name from now on will be Petros. Petros is a stone. Meaning what? Steadfast, strong, reliable. And Jesus never changed his opinion. No matter how many times Peter put his foot in, no matter how many times Peter failed, Jesus continued to believe in Peter and to call him Petros. And you know what? Peter rose to the stature of his prophetic name. He became what Jesus saw him. This is so powerful, folks. When you see, when you look at people, when you look at your loved ones, what do you see? Do you see them? Do you see the failures? Do you see the faults? And you're trying all the time to correct them? hello oh. do you see the mess ups and you're trying all the time this happens especially with husbands and wives we want to change each other we want to conform them to our image and we keep on moaning and and complaining on oh, Blah 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 stop it if you want to see them changed start seeing them the way god sees them the other day someone saw a dream of me and my wife and this person called me up and said you know andre i saw this beautiful dream i saw you were so young your hair was all black and and chris looked so beautiful and both of you were preaching the word of god and i felt so blessed just being there with you guys what does it mean Allah well, said, I'll tell you what it means. You saw us the way God sees us. Amen. <laughs> and, th- and we looked handsome and pretty and perfect. And... Stop trying to change people. Change the way you see them. And never, never lower that image. Jesus continued to call Peter... Peter, 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 Peter. He fell. He was going this way, that way. But he never changed his word. He called him by his prophetic name. And Peter became the rock. We need people to believe in us. We need people who love us. And believe the very best in us. We need people that 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 honor us and refuse to accept anything bad about us that doesn't mean that we bury our heads in the sand some of you when you pray all you do is complain to god about other people oh lord my husband is like this i wish he was like this he doesn't pray with me he doesn't do this with me he's, he's not interested about you and on and on and on god knows all that what are you doing? Just thank God. Bless God for, for whom God has given you. And begin to see that person in the light of God's truth. And you will see that in the process of time, you will change that person. Through your prophetic vision. Do you know that every one of us has a prophetic name? Do you know what my name is? Do you know what Andreas means? In Greek? The root word is. A bold one. Bold as a lion. Courageous. That's who I am. In the spirit. That's how God sees me. Not fearful, but courageous. You have a prophetic name. And God calls you by your name. The prophetic name sees you as who he has called you to be. Amen. We need people to see us as we truly are in the spirit. Who will believe in us. Believe in our true and prophetic destiny despite all of our failures and mistakes How do you see your spouse? Shall I go there or stay away from there? (laughs) Get God's perspective or you will end up in divorce That's why people get divorced Hello But when you see your spouse with God's eyes man he's the right one he is the right one hallelujah praise the Lord how about your children how do you see your children your business your relationships it matters how you view things how you view people because the way you see them is the way they will also relate to you do you know that hello the Bible says we know no one after the flesh anymore no one and as I've said to you the love of God sees us very different from the way man sees and what we need to learn and develop that part of us which sees beyond what is natural and physical. The ability to see in the spirit is also called imagination. Imagination is not all bad. You know how you imagine sometimes terrible things happening? You know your child is out, has gone out with his friends and it's 12 o'clock And he hasn't come back and it's one o'clock and he still hasn't come back and then you start to imagine you see these horrible pictures car wrecks blood all over (coughs) that's bad imagination instead of seeing them with the angels all around him amen this is the reason God gave us this thing called imagination because there's good imagination and when you imagine things you see them with the eyes of your mind Take, for instance, a builder who wants to build a house. What is the first thing that takes place? He imagines what he wants to build. Am I right? That house exists in the mind of the builder before one brick is laid. So what does he do? He goes to the architect. And tells the architect what he has imagined or envisioned or he saw. This is the way I want my house. And then the architect does what? Puts it on paper. Before one brick is laid. And then the architect takes it to the builder. And the builder starts building what already existed in the mind of the owner of the house. And that's how God works. The same principle applies to us in receiving from God. We first need to see and envision what the word has promised us. And how does that happen? Through fellowship with God in his word. And prayer. The spirit of the Lord. As you spend time alone with God, the spirit of God begins to impregnate us. Listen carefully. With his plans. With his purposes. Before we take steps to execute them. That's why intimacy with God is very, very important. The word, I've looked it up, the word impregnate. And this is what it means. To be filled, permeated, or saturated. Interesting. So time spent with God in the Word enables us to be filled, permeated, saturated with what? With the goodness of the Lord. With the plans and the purposes of God. And this is where things are conceived in our spirit man. This is where things are birthed and shaped. And we walk around with what? Being pregnant with the goodness of the Lord waiting to be? (laughs) Wow, this is where prophetic vision is imparted to us. You know, before I preached a sermon ever, before I ever traveled anywhere for the sake of the gospel, I saw it with the eyes of my faith. It existed in my imagination because God put it there during times of fellowship and prayer with him. I saw myself in the Spirit going into places I have never been before. And that happened long before I went there physically. I had to go there for spiritually. spiritual. Do you see what I'm trying to tell you? And it's time for the church to be impregnated with the purposes, with the plans, with the miracles, the signs and the wonders that God has already prepared for us. Folks, we're living in, 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 a, in an exciting time. There has never been more needs around us than they are today. This is the power of prophetic vision. Every move we made as a family, I saw it first in my imagination, in the spirit before we ever made a move. Do you believe that? That's exactly what happened. Our exit from Zimbabwe into South Africa was conceived in my imagination three years before it happened. So when it happened, it didn't take me by surprise. Why do things take us by surprise? Because we are not spiritually awakened. We are asleep. That's why the Bible says awake, awake and put on your strength. Put on your beautiful garments, O church. So that nothing takes you by surprise anymore. You walk in the light as He is in the light. You know things before they come to pass. The Spirit of God has come to show us what? Things which are to come about your life, your future, your destiny, your purpose in life. What's He doing in you? Wake Him up. Is He asleep? He's not showing you anything there's a problem stir yourself up and say God you promised that you will show me things to come I don't want to walk in darkness anymore I want to walk in the light as you are in the light I don't want things to take me by surprise in my life I want to see them before they come to pass you think God will answer that prayer it's according to his word amen The ministry I'm involved today was conceived 17 years ago in 2002 I can take you to the very place God birthed that in my spirit while I was in prayer and fellowship with God I saw it I saw where God was leading me I saw my destiny prophetically What I'm doing today is what I saw 17 years ago. I'm sharing all these things with you so that I can somehow stir up your zeal, make you jealous, and begin to seek God fervently as we approach in the new season and say, God, what do you have in store for me this year? I don't want to stay in the same place boring old same place going around and round and round the same mountain never seeing any progress any development in my life in my growth in my understanding in the way that I receive things from you I want to move on enough and that's going to happen when you spend time with God in your private closet Where God begins to birth things in you. When you plug into the Word of God, you begin to see things the way God sees. But if you are plugged into the world, all you're going to see is failure and darkness and pain and fear and worry and stress and failure. It's your choice. So we need to unplug from the world and plug into the Word of God. And finally, Scripture says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove. Another word for prove is see, so that you may see that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. When our minds are renewed through the Word of God, we begin to see things God sees. Our spiritual sight is restored and our ability to receive from God is enlarged and developed. Shall we do that? Make it your goal this coming season that you will spend time in the Word. Not just reading it, but meditating in it. And staying in the Word until your eyes begin to see. When you see, your feet will start to dance with joy. Your heart will rejoice. Because you see the wonders, the beautiful things that God has prepared for all of us. Let's stand and pray.